Hello and welcome to The Scoop with me, Andy McAnally. You're listening to Stockport's independent podcast, where each week I will speak to a local business owner. This week I'm joined by Karen Jones of The Perfect Copy. Hi Karen, how are we this week? Hello Andy, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, enjoying the good weather. Good, excellent. Well, hopefully it stays this way. (laughs) (laughs) Spot on. So, um... Do you want to start off, uh, Karen, as we always do? Do you want to tell us a little bit about your yourself, your journey, and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, okay, lovely. Cool. Um, well, I'm a proofreader and a copy editor. And for those who don't know what the difference is or what they are, proofreading uh, is all about spelling, grammar, and punctuation. And copy editing is improving the flow of the text to make it easier to read. So um, if you send me uh, a document, I can find out the mistakes, correct them, make it easier to read so it's not jutty with too many full stops or whatever and um, it it engages your clients more Um, customers and clients want something that's error free and easy to read otherwise they will not be interested and you could lose business from it okay um that makes makes a lot of sense so um i mean that leads that leads me with a lot of a lot of questions regarding what you do but before we go into that can we um, let's get a little bit of background about yourself, shall we, Karen? So, okay. how long have you been working for yourself um, as the perfect copy? Okay, well, I set it up, I set the business up in November 2017. Okay. Um, and then I left my uh, full time employment in May 2018 to concentrate on building the business. Okay. So, I've been going for three years now. Cool. And what was it you did before that? Uh, well, before that, I started off life 100 years ago in um, London, working for the BBC. Um, okay. And it was a secretarial job, working up to head of department. Then I left London to get married and I moved to Hazel Grove. Um, and uh, I worked for an advertising agent, two advertising agencies. Um, so I've worked in admin a lot in my life. Um, okay. And um, I've worked for a school where I was headmaster secretary and registrar. Uh, so it was a private prep school and then I worked for rural chartered I was there 11 years at the school and then I worked for rural chartered surveyor company in Macclesfield uh, which I really enjoyed Um, and I was surveyor support there so I went out and took photographs of hedges and fields and really interesting things like that before pipelines were put down right okay so how then did you get into um, copy and and editing in all the jobs I've had, I, it's, it's an administration jobs I've mm-hmm. had, really. Um, but I've always taken pride in making sure that there are no errors in it. I love uh, proofreading. I'm addicted to word searches. Um, <laughs> English is my subject. Maths definitely isn't. Okay. Um, so it was just really because I enjoyed it so much in the course of all the jobs I've had. I thought this is something I can do and offer to other businesses to help them to get their paperwork completely you know up to scratch fantastic yeah i must admit i was i was wondering whether it was the secretarial sort of um the side of it because i mean you think of um secretaries being great at shorthand being good at spelling and all that kind of all that jazz don't you so i wondered whether that was well you do but they don't always well no (laughs) i mean i've i've (laughs) gone through training to be a proofreader and a copy editor okay i did a my my proofreading training i did with the publishing training center in london okay online and then my copy editing course i did with the chartered institute of editing and proofreading i'm also an intermediate member of the chartered institute of editing and proofreading so you know i have some provenance i um 
I've had two courses which I've taken and passed, so I've got certificates to prove that I can do it. Fantastic. It's not quite just as easy as reading text and taking out a few commas. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sure sure it's not not at all. So, um, I mean, there's a varied career there, and you say you've been working for yourself for three years now. Now, let's look into what you do a little bit more. So you said you basically, and forgive me for paraphrasing, you you make text easier to read and ensure that it's grammatically and punctually yes. correct. Yes. Now, is that is there my my instinct reaction there was SEO. Is 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 SEO related to it or or do you help with the uh, SEO aspect of it or not? Not really. I no. mean what the work I just to demonstrate what the work I've done. I've done three books. Okay. Um so proofread and copy edited uh, three books. Uh, I've done a website, I've done student thesis work, uh, I've done marketing and promotional material for companies. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm looking so at the long, moment. I'm it's trying... long form stuff rather than short form, I guess. It can be anything. I mean, my last job was for half an hour long. Okay. Um, I just proofread a couple of charity posters um, to make sure that they hadn't got any mistakes in before they're, you know, advertising the charity day. And um, it can be any, my minimum work is half an hour, but it can be, you know, if I've got a book, it can take a few days or even a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's all then, I suppose, to, to rather than from your customer's point of view to make more sales from an SEO type point of view, it's more from the customer's customer's point of view to make it easier to read and Yes, you know, and anything that um, any business, I mean, it can be businesses or individuals, but businesses shouldn't really be sending out copy where there are errors in it because it will disengage their clients and customers. So if mm-hmm. if I was if I'm a client and I notice mistakes in paperwork, for instance, I immediately think, oh, I'm not sure about this company because if they can't be bothered to pay attention to detail, why should I give them my business or why should I ask them to help me? Or um, so it, it's yeah. actually you know a a psychological thing in a way Mm -hmm. if you can read something easily and there's no mistakes in it you're more likely to engage with them okay um yeah that makes it makes total sense it's uh, it's a professional looking thing isn't it it's like it's a profession yeah yeah, it is a like having your tie on the right way around (laughs) 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 i suppose yeah so okay and then in terms of the the copy editing is it is it just the words that you do or is it the structure of the, the pieces or I mean, um, I'm, I'm a total, I'm, I'm a total blank here. So I'm trying to really get an idea of what it is you do. For okay. Me, I'm well, a, a total stru- restructure of something is a, a, you'd need an editor for that. Okay. And I haven't got the qualifications for that. That's taking big chunks out of something and replacing big, you know, parts of it. What I do is um, proofread what somebody's written down make sure it hasn't got any spelling, grammar and punctuation mistakes. And then I improve the flow or, you know, to make it easier to read by um, taking out full stops, putting in commas or making a long sentence into two or three sentences. Um, right. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, my mantra really is it's very difficult for people to proofread their own work. They will write down what they want it to say. And I will read what it actually does say. And they can be poles apart. They can be very different. <laughs> yeah. no. Also, I wouldn't be in, job, that in a job. That makes total sense. I know when I've written a blog, I read it read it a few times and do very little editing on it myself because 
I've written down what I want it to, what I want to say. What to say? <laughs> You're absolutely yes, absolutely right. And whether it's whether it's what it does say or not, I, um, I suppose that's where the feedback comes in. Um, okay, cool. So sounds like sounds like an interesting role with some varied clients and stuff. You've gone from books to posters and websites, etc. Yeah, I've got any any kind of client, anybody that writes anything down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have just one genre if you like i don't just have one area that i work on okay um, but and i take it then that you don't so that because you don't have a genre that you that you work on it's that's almost easier then because you're not sucked into the content as much absolutely. as you are the copy yes yeah. yeah i'm just looking at the copy and how it reads i'm not looking at what it says if you like yeah. you know i'm not looking at the background of the company yeah uh i'm just reading what it says and if it makes sense then that's fine so it's almost it's... better if you don't if you if you don't understand it then yes have no it is better if i don't understand yeah it is yeah. really because then i'm not trying to judge i don't judge anything mm-hmm. i'm literally just making it error free and easy to read cool fantastic right okay so we've got a good idea there of what of what it is you do um so three years or oh, three and a half nearly four years ago you set up and then left your um, employment three years ago yeah was it at the um was it at the place in Macclesfield was it that you were there then yes I was there for 11 years but okay. then um I realized that my work-life balance was wrong um okay. you know uh, I, I'd um I wasn't really enjoying the job and I thought I need to get back into you know, to control of my own life. That sounds a bit formal, but you know, to be able to do what I want to do yeah. when I want to do it, but still earn some money. So uh, I looked into becoming freelance and that seemed to be the way forward for me. Cool. Um, so, so it was. So I can still work on the days I get the work. That's absolutely fine. But on days or mornings or afternoons, I don't have any work. Then it's my time. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, and it, it works for me. It was a conscious decision, was it, to go freelance rather than to get some experience doing it for a, an agency or another business? Yes, uh, yeah, I, did. I wanted. It was a conscious decision to go freelance so that I was in control of my own destiny, if you like, or my own work, you cool. know, life work yeah. balance. And has that worked then? Um, have you you managed to get in control and and maintain the income that you that you need, but also the work? Yes, balance? I have. I mean, obviously, the downside of being freelance is that the work can be erratic. So therefore, your uh, income can be erratic. You know, instead of working for a company where you know you get a salary every month, mm-hmm. becoming freelance and having to build up my client base has meant that some weeks I've got lots of work, other weeks I've got one and a half days. Wow. But <laughs> yeah. um. You know that's the nature of the game. That's the nature of being freelance. Yeah, it's absolutely. nothing secure. And so, how have you managed that? Have you got strategy then in terms of in terms of marketing to try and um, to try and create work? Well, I've um, got a website which is a detailed website, mm-hmm. um, and uh, at the mo- well, in the last year or two, I've been um, I started off sorry word of mouth and you know telling as many people as possible what mm-hmm. I do. Um, so spreading the word and being really sort of boring about it. Every time I had a conversation with anybody, I said, oh, do you know I've just started being freelance, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But now I'm joining networking meetings um, and meeting lots of new people, lots of contacts. And even if that person in a networking group doesn't want me or, you know, doesn't have anything for me, mm-hmm. they will then could refer me to other people. Yeah. So I'm spreading the word through joining lots of different networking groups doing this podcast with you yeah. <laughs> um, just getting myself out there so people know I exist and what I do so that if they think oh you know I could really do with this 
company terms and conditions looked at again, they know who to come to. Yeah, absolutely. That's the power of networking, I suppose, isn't it? And it's almost, I think from having done this, been making the scoop for the last year, I've realized that networking is, it's proactive word of mouth, isn't it? I suppose. So it's rather than yes. doing your social media content and, and, or your website content and, or advertising or anything like that, you're doing it yourself by, through networking. But whereas if you take the, um, was it the six connections, you know, where you get to a yes. certain person. Yeah. So if you've got six people, then each person's yeah. got six people and then each person there has got six people. And all of a sudden you're at 600 people within your network, even though you've never met them um, Absolutely, because the network's so strong. That's, that's how it works. So prior to um, the pandemic, I've been to networking group meetings mm-hmm. in person, you yeah. know, meeting people and um, people engage with people, people buy people. Totally. Um, so it doesn't really matter what I do, you know, if they don't like me or whatever, then yeah. they're not going to think, oh, well, I'll give her some work. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then since then, I've been on Zoom meetings. And the, the beauty of that is that if somebody's interested, I've had one to one meetings with mm-hmm. those people. And yeah. then they, because you get to know people better, they can refer, you know, for, refer on knowing that they've spoken to me, what kind of person I am. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So which local, this is something I've never really um, sort of covered on the scoop before. We, I've spoken a lot about it with a, with a few people um, because networking is important. And particularly within Stockport, there are a lot of networking groups. Which networking groups are you involved with? Well, I started off with Cheshire uh, Business Networking, mm-hmm. uh, run by Carrie Burgess, yeah. and then from then I was a guest, um, a guest at different groups. So I've joined um, Real Five. There's a group called Real Five. So I went to Real Five Nutsford, okay. Real Five uh, St Helens. Uh, I've tried Circle Networks, BNI. Um, I've been a guest at all these people through starting off with the Cheshire Networking um, business. So. Um, you know, it it is a bit like um, it's like a spider's web. Once you've made one contact, somebody else will pick you up and invite you to somewhere else. Or yeah, um, some of them are expensive to join, some of them aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all worth it. I mean, I can see that the beauty, you know, the the beauty of it is that I've made a lot more contacts just by putting myself out there, talking about what I do, showing people what I do. Um, and it's sort of gone a bit viral. I'm also very active on LinkedIn. Okay. I get, I do get contacts on LinkedIn. And of course, because of my LinkedIn profile, mm-hmm. people can connect with me and it makes them remember me more Yeah. because you're actually a LinkedIn connection. So I've got nearly 800 connections on LinkedIn that are oh. all people that I've wanted to connect with. They're not just people who've asked me to connect with them. Yeah. You know. I suppose LinkedIn's probably one of the ideal ones for you because it's an opportunity to demonstrate what it is you do as well through your own content and then on a weekly or twice weekly basis i can put a post on so Mm -hmm. to remind people i'm still here yeah (laughs) absolutely fantastic so coming back to the networking um networking group so you're really a member of cheshire business network but then is that the only one that you're a member of or uh, and you've guested at the others or do you think it's worth being a member of multiple ones or is that spreading yourself too thin um it's not spreading myself too thin it's all really a matter of cost i mean some of them want a lot of money per year to be a member of them mm-hmm. whereas the cheshire business networking group i pay per month yeah you know to join their group 
So um, I think you have to, what I've learned with the networking is you have to focus. You have to focus on the group that works for you. Mm-hmm. And then that contact, those contacts will then tell other people, as you say, when you've got six people and 12 and 18, you know, they, yeah. it go. it's viral. It's a bit like Facebook. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Smashing. So um, I think I think the answer to the question is, I don't want to spread myself too thin, but I want as many people to know about me. But I want yeah. quality, you know, people who are likely to give me work. Yeah, cause as much as it, the cost of the networking, it's the cost of the time as well, isn't it? Because if you're yes, a member of six networking groups who have a weekly yes, session, it is very time. Can be very time consuming. Probably six yeah. to eighteen hours a week. <laughs> a week <laughs> yeah. of networking, which where's the time to work? Whereas I suppose if you're guesting, so if you're at a regular one on a weekly or monthly basis, and then you're guesting a few then it allows you the opportunity to come and meet those people and that's where the one-to-ones come in then yes and the one-to-ones are really valuable because you get to speak to somebody for half an hour Mm -hmm. tell them about your business you learn about theirs and it's much more personable you know i like the human contact side of it totally it's just like i suppose being in the uh being in the pub and bumping into somebody at the bar and having a conversation with them absolutely it it is yep but um, but professional. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on. Okay, so um, how did you find the transition um, then, Karen, from going employed to being self-employed? Obviously, you'd been employed for, for many years. Um, you said 100. I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so you'd, you'd been employed for many years um, and you were struggling with the work-life balance aspect. How did you find the transition then? Um, when you went fully self-employed? The transition was very exciting because obviously I'd made the decision. I hadn't been made redundant or, uh, you know, given the sack or anything like that. Uh Uh, I made the decision to do it. So I was full of enthusiasm, full of get up and go, um, wanted my business to work. And, uh, you know, again, the money side of it was a bit of a shock because you're used to money coming in every month. And then you realise you've got to end earn your own money you've got to create the work for the mm-hmm. money to come in um so that can be a little bit uh, erratic as i said before but the actual transition from going out to work to um being freelance and working from home i don't regret a single millisecond i don't look back i don't wish i hadn't done it i am fully engaged in you know working my own job working my own destiny fantastic and would you have done it sooner if you knew what you know now Probably. Yes. I mean, I did have to wait until my children had left home and, yeah. you know, the actual major expenses had stopped, you know, challenging me. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I think I would have done it a couple of years sooner. I should have done it a couple of years sooner, but cool. I don't regret it at all. It was the, one of the best things I ever did. Fantastic. Brilliant. Okay, then. So um, let's move away from the business a little bit now. Um, we are the scoop. Um, so we do focus on Stockport businesses. Now, you said you we're in London with the BBC and then you came to Hazel Grove um, when you got married. Where are you from originally? Anglesey in North Wales. Okay, so totally, <laughs> totally different. Well, yes, but it's all in the northwest. I mean, it's, yes. you know, I'm not a southerner. No, no, <laughs> thankfully. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm used to, you know, I'm, I'm used to the area. When I worked yeah. in the advertising agency, I worked in Manchester. Then I worked for one in Altrincham. Okay, cool. Uh, I now live in Handforth. Okay, so and what brought you up to Hazel Grove from, from London? To marry my husband. To, so <laughs> he was up here, was he? He was already here, yeah. Okay, cool. And then, and so how many years are we going back then, if you don't mind me asking? 
Um, and we've been married for 37 years. Wow. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so 37 years and you've been in the Northwest in this sort of Stockport type area. Yes. Since and I love then. it. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Cool. So, and obviously you've, you've only been here as a self-employed person. So how important is the, um, is the area to your business and vice versa, your business to the area? We've already talked about local networking, but what else is, how, how else is it important? Well, uh, the actual area doesn't really matter because most of my work comes digitally. Mm-hmm. So people are sending it to me, you know, via, on a PDF or a Word document. Yeah. Um, but the area is important to me in the fact that I want to help and support local businesses. Um, mm-hmm. I consider myself from the northwest, even though I started life off in Angle, you know, in Wales, North mm-hmm. Wales. Um, I I find everybody around here very friendly, sociable. Um, you know, I just want to integrate with the businesses that are here and make sure that I can do as much for them yeah. as possible, and for them to you know engage with me. And do you find that a lot of your customers are local, um, or? Or is it... Yes, they're local within the northwest. If you say, you know, there's a yeah. sort of slight range. I mean, not local, just a handful. No. Um, but yeah, they're local to Cheshire, Manchester areas. Um, yeah, they are. Cool. And then, obviously, like you said, you can use the work that you do to support the local businesses. I suppose in the same way that I'm doing with the scoop, I'm support. We're, we're both supporting local businesses to help. You're helping them with the copy, and I'm helping them get the voice out. Absolutely. And a lot of the networking groups I joined, they're all local. They're yeah. all Northwest groups. You can isolate which area of the country you join a group in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So you can you can really then help support local. That focus way. on the on a certain area, which is what I've done with Cheshire and the Northwest. Cool. Fantastic. Um, so what challenges have you faced, Karen, since you started um, your own business? Um, well, obviously getting myself known, making contacts. I've had to work hard at it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very beginning of the pandemic, I had um, a new knee, total new knee replacement. Um, and it didn't go to plan. So I came out with a few more injuries than I'd gone in with. So that took me a while to recover from. So that was the hardest bit of since, since I've been self-employed because it okay. was like starting again. Right. You know, when you've got your leg in a leg brace, it, you don't really feel like proofreading something no. <laughs> or <laughs> trying to get out there and making clients. So that was yeah. a downside. Um, obviously, as I've said before, the, the regularity of income is a downside. Mm-hmm. But the upside is that I'm in control of my own work. I work for who I'd like to work for. Yeah. I engage with people. I love working with people. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, we've talked about overcoming the challenge of, of creating clients already through through networking. But what about, like, I'm interested in sort of talking about, about your knee then a little bit, uh, without prying. But so obviously, <laughs> you've, had a, you've had a knee replacement and then injuries after that. Was that a, I guess that was a, a mental battle then as much as a physical battle to get in the work mindset Yes, it was. And obviously I had to, you know, I had lots of balls in the air before that and I had mm-hmm. to let the balls all drop because I wasn't in a physical state to start, you know, yeah. uh, running about and <laughs> it took me a little while. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't want to dwell on that too much. I'm not blaming it. It's just it was a, a gap in my life where I expected it to be six to eight weeks to get better mm-hmm. and it was three to four months. Okay, so how did you overcome that then? 
sheer determination mental and physical yeah just sheer determination positive thinking i went to a very good physiotherapist regularly Mm -hmm. and he helped me to you know be much more mobile to be more supple um just you have to get on with it when you freelance and you own your own business you have to actually push yourself and get on with it of course you do because i mean i'm thinking that the reason it interests me is because you said you found it difficult to proofread whilst you were there and that must be mental because to sit and proofread you're sat down and don't get me wrong there might be some pain in the knee yeah but it's not a physical job is it so you're not you don't need your knee no, to be able to no, do it. there's no I moving around that. so but uh, when you're in pain you don't want to be reading somebody's no. well, terms and conditions, business terms and conditions you know right. there are priorities that take over so it was um, a it was it was a pain thing it was a pain thing that right, stopped okay. me and plus, there's a there's a slight factor in the fact that my office in my home is in my attic. <laughs> so getting up the attic ladders <laughs> was yeah, more okay. challenging than probably anything I've done. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so um, yeah, so sheer determination has overcome it, and obviously getting physically better in order to get to get mentally better. Yeah, I think you right have to get physically better before you can get mentally better because you have to prove to yourself that you can do things. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I mean, I own a horse, and um, one of my first big challenges was to actually get back on and ride again. Okay, are you back um, on then? Yeah, well, yes, I did. Yes, Good. I am now. But um, I did sort of in the May after I had the new knee in the January, and I didn't probably ride again till the May. But that was uh, I made myself do it because mm. you know I had to. I wanted to. Yeah. Um, Good. Fantastic. But, yeah. Huge, huge challenge to overcome. And- Congratulations for uh, for doing so. And so, on the flip side, then obviously we've discussed successes through overcoming those challenges. But what what's your biggest success since you've uh, been in business? Um, probably my busy, bus- biggest success is uh, the September after I'd had my new knee. So it was last September, mm-hmm. t- September twenty twenty. I did um, the biggest book that I've done it was uh, 29,000 words. Wow. And that I did proofreading and copy editing right from scratch. So it came from the author to me and then it went to Amazon to be um, published. Wow. So that was probably one of my biggest jobs. And to me, I felt I'd got my mojo back, if you like, because I got the, I'd been given the job. Mm-hmm. I'd done it. I really, really enjoyed it and put all the few months before behind me. 29,000 words that's a lot to, to read and then edit <laughs> well I can read about 800 to 1,000 words in an hour so it's not cool. quite that's um, yeah that's I listen to all my all my books <laughs> so I just can't picture that at all <laughs> um right okay brilliant that's I mean that's a huge success and has that then that book then gone on to to good things and there's Absolutely, then, it's being sold now. It's called Unbrand My Child, and it's I, and it's then helping you. So that's obviously a piece of work that you've you've done. It's currently on sale. It's being sold, and then that's it's something that represents you and your business, I suppose, isn't it? Which absolutely, and the author very kindly put my contact details in the beginning of the book. Fantastic, brilliant. So you know that was not only a mental um, challenge to me that I overcame, and it was a really chunky piece of work because I don't just work on books yeah but I you know I, I did a good well according to the author I did a good job <laughs> fantastic so. well done <laughs> <laughs> cool so um and what about the future so um 
you've overcome these challenges. You've you've done your biggest piece of work um, in the last year. COVID and the pandemic is is sort of coming to an end, hopefully. Um, so I guess in, we can get back to physical networking um, soon. Where does the future of your business um, lie? Where, what what we're we looking at? Any goals? Well, I want to obviously build up my client base. Um, and I want to, what I'd really like is to find interesting clients who give me regular work. Okay. It doesn't just have to be big books. Mm-hmm. It can be little bits of work here and there, you know, um, yeah. in business or marketing or advertising, anything like that. Um, and it's not about cost. It's about value. It's about the value I can give to them yeah. with the skill that I've got. Um, it's back to the, the same thing. You know, it's very difficult to proofread your own work. As an independent pair of eyes on any kind of document is invaluable. Totally. Um, totally. So, and um, that you're paying, you know, you're not only just paying for time, but people are paying for experience. So the more work I get, the, you know, the slicker it's going to come, I suppose. Yeah. And I guess the, the like, in terms of value, what you're able to offer is, is hugely valuable. It's a little bit like me when I'm recording podcasts for other people because that person can't necessarily do that themselves. Like you said, you can't edit. Yeah edit your own writing or as well but it's if that's if that edit creates x times more sales than it would have provided otherwise then it's it's hugely valuable and you can't actually put a price on that can you no exactly so one of my posts on linkedin was i asked whether companies could afford not to use me Mm. because you know if they go out with um, documents with spelling mistakes and 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 it's not easy to read so therefore it's not it's not engaging with their clients and customers they're going to lose them so it's going to cost them money in the end yeah totally absolutely um and then going back to what you were saying about growing your client base and that's one of the things that i was going to ask you anyway is so you were talking about having a regular client so that's like putting people on retainer so say somebody who's doing a monthly blog post for example you can edit that and help them with their the website and the business that way is that what you yes that the way you sort of yes that's exactly what i'm looking for really a regular i've got one already i've got Mm -hmm. a regular client now but then my other clients are a bit ad hoc you know they they one-offs or they give me work every now and again Mm -hmm. um what i could do with something is something more regular yeah and that then solves multiple problems in that you've got regular income You've got regular yeah. work. Um, you your marketing has to be. So you'll still do your networking, but you don't have to be selling quite as much as as you exactly as you are yes. otherwise. And 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 then hopefully you're doing more work more regularly by doing that, even if it's shorter pieces. Yeah. Then it's putting your work out there as well. Absolutely. And then you know, if I do a good job, which I I know I'm capable of doing, and mm-hmm. people in the past have said I've done. Um, that that's how you get more work. Word yeah, of mouth yeah. is the biggest, biggest thing in my my job. Totally. And what? So, following on from that, from that word of mouth. So, if if somebody writes a blog for me, for example, then I would credit them for that on my website. Yeah. I'd say the blog written by. How are you credited? Is it is it credited in the same way for like for um, that charity poster not- that you were talking about? How, where's, no, not how always. Um, I'm not looking <laughs> to be credited, though. I'm just looking. I'm just interested in getting 
perfect copy out, yeah. which is why I've called my business the perfect copy. Um, I'm not really into it for me, for gaining for me personally. I'm just interested in helping companies to do to make sure that their paperwork's fine because it's something I know I can do, mm-hmm. whereas they should be too busy running their business without looking at the minutiae of their words. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, but in order you know, for you it, to support, grow your... I see it as a support role. Uh, the only time I was credited was when I did the book last yeah. um, September. Um, but I see it as a support role for other businesses to flourish. But I'm th- so in, in order for you to grow your business through the word of mouth, you're relying on somebody proactively saying to their network yeah. that Karen's done a great job for me rather than crediting you on that piece of work to for everybody to see it. Do you, do you see what yes, I mean? Yeah, that's exactly how it works. I also, when somebody's very pleased with my work, I ask them for a testimonial yeah. or a recommendation. So they go on LinkedIn and there are some on my website. And but yeah make makes total sense and that's something that we all do i suppose isn't it we all ask for testimonials but then we're putting those testimonials out to our own audience rather than their audience yes (laughs) it can feel like that sometimes (laughs) but on linkedin it's not because linkedin um the testimonials on linkedin okay they're connected to my profile Mm -hmm. but um you know somebody will put in a post um i recommend karen or um you know i've She's done some work for me. Yeah, I fully recommend her, which is what I need. Right, which okay. is what I want. Okay, so on on LinkedIn, it goes to the whole of LinkedIn, I guess. Then does it? Yes, it goes to everybody that's on my connections. Yes, it does. Right. Okay. Smashing. That that makes a bit more sense then. Cool. Fantastic. That's just something that, as we were having that conversation, it just occurred to me. <laughs> yeah. Testimonial goes to generally send it to me, so I can send it to people that already follow me. <laughs> <laughs> but then if I'm making new contacts, I direct them to my website yeah. so that on my website, it tells them a lot more detail about what I do yeah. and they can see that I've had happy the clients. testimonials, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, the pressure on me as a freelancer is to make sure I have happy clients so that they do recommend me and they do give me recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a really bad day if a client doesn't like what I've done. <laughs> yeah. Um, but without sounding cocky, that has never happened yet. Good, um, good. Because I will always make sure they're happy before I release the work. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's uh, that's brilliant. Because it's in my interest. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. So um in terms of um in terms of the creating copy and, and proofreading and editing, if somebody is doing it themselves, now don't get me wrong, I totally understand that we can't afford not to have you. Mm. But let's say we don't have the resources to to um to employ you what can any advice or tips for somebody how they can do it themselves well i'm talking myself out of work here no, aren't I, I? No, well, it's, it's a case of because like, um, i mean don't get me wrong i know that i can i know i understand what you're saying that um you're you're that value what you do is super valuable but there's an upfront cost to it isn't there yeah, there's so, a cost to it. Yes, I charge an hourly rate. Yeah. I mean, what I'd suggest is that they wrote something down and then didn't didn't send it out there and then. Mm-hmm. Co- go away and come back to it, even if it's the next day, yeah. and reread it. And I guarantee it will not read what it said the day before. Yeah, okay, smashing. That's, that's great. And then from there, do that on a few posts and then 
those posts start creating sales and then at that point they've got the resources in to then come yeah. and can get somebody like you and to then do I it. can take that yeah. bit off them and they can concentrate on doing what they they do best exactly fantastic that's there we go I'm not trying to do you out of a job I'm trying to no, no. <laughs> we've all got to concentrate on what we do best haven't yeah. we really so you know if somebody's I don't know uh, marketing a new product that they've developed they want to get their product out to the you know to businesses and nationally and whatever they don't want to be rereading whether to whether the full stops in the right place or there's a spelling mistake no so i'm a support to the company that wants to promote their product yeah absolutely brilliant but that's a great like it is a great piece of advice leave it a couple of days and it's a piece of advice that i've heard before from other um from from copywriters leave it a couple of days and then reread it make sure it does say exactly what you wanted yeah. it to say fantastic um okay then so um moving back to stockport um and the area but away from business this time what is it that you you've been here for 37 years what is it that's kept you here other than the husband um what do you love about the area well people are friendly sociable um you know if you, you meet somebody taking a dog for a walk or in a shop you say hello to them they'll say hello back mm. i've lived in london and that doesn't happen in london no <laughs> <laughs> you say hello to somebody and they look at you as if you're a little bit weird you know um <laughs> whereas i find everybody really friendly uh, i'm obviously i know the area coming from anglesey i used to come to manchester for the day mm-hmm. um and now you can do it in a couple of hours you know <laughs> yeah um it's just the people it's the people that i like yeah fantastic that's that's what i say i mean there's we get all sorts of answers there but people community it's huge in the area yes. isn't it absolutely and the community spirit is actually very valuable you can't you can't buy that you it no. just you have it don't you yeah exactly <laughs> you know like in handforth i've been here a long time and all the shop owners know me i know the shop owners you know it's um you go in for a chat not just to buy a mars bar or a stapler or something yeah you know, absolutely um, it's Absolutely. A I think, yeah, you're totally right. I, so I've grown up here and I've, I've said this before on, on the podcast, I've grown up in the area. I'm in Cheadle Hume, Bramall. Now I, I used to work in the news agents in, in Bramall right. and this is going back 20 years, but still to this day, some of the customers that I had then still smile, say hello to me, even though I've not been in there for 15 odd years, it's, like you've still developed that relationship people still know who you are and and you it, it's a lasting isn't it and that's the that's how the community grows yeah and it, it it's priceless to totally. me totally yeah it is it really is it's uh, and it's something that's really special about about the area i think yeah i think it is yeah cool i agree so um to finish off then that's been it's been really interesting good to hear somebody who works with copy but isn't the writer as such it's it's a little bit certainly different from what I expected, um, and from what from I've I've never spoken to somebody on the podcast yet that that does exactly what you do, um, and it's that fringe, isn't it, between writing and editing? It's that bit in the middle. Well, I um, can do copywriting. Uh, I mean, it's not something I'm worried about, but I haven't had a job copywriting. Yeah. Um, you know, if somebody gives me a subject and they want to make it into a couple of paragraphs or a page long. I'm quite capable of doing that because again yeah. it's using my English skills. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if you read if you read a lot then you can copyright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Um so it's yeah, it's been great 
really interesting talking to you and learning learning about the business and really interesting talking about about networking and, and the marketing aspect of it and everything as well. So finally, to finish off, do you want to just let listeners know um, where they can find you? Of course, yes. Well, my website, that's the first one to go to, just you know, so you don't have to be in direct contact with me. It's www.theperfectcopy, all one word, .co.uk. Okay. Smash my it. email is Karen, K-A-R-E-N, at theperfectcopy.co.uk. Okay. I'm on LinkedIn as well. And are yeah. you on any other social medias or is it? I'm on Facebook. I've got a Facebook page cool. called look, The Perfect Copy. But the, the website's the first place to go and then LinkedIn sounds like it's the Yeah, LinkedIn is my most active with. platform. Cool, fantastic. Um, well, I, I'm I've gonna, had work from LinkedIn, so yeah. I'm going to stick all your details on, um, on our website and in the show notes anyway, so there'll be a Perfect. click away there. Thank you very um, much. No worries. Um, so thank you very much for, uh, for coming on. Thanks for... Uh, speaking to us on the scoop today it's been uh, it's been great getting to know you thanks very much andy cool no worries my pleasure so uh, don't forget as always please make sure you're following the scoop on your podcast platform so you don't miss out on each new episode and if you have been enjoying listening to the scoop please leave a review over on apple podcasts not only does it help people find the podcast but it also helps promote local businesses like the perfect copy And finally, to support what I'm doing, you can always buy me a brew over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash the scoop. And don't forget, whenever you're searching, it's spelt just like our postcode, S-K-O-O-P. Well, thanks once again, Karen. It's been great talking to you. Um, Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks very much.